0: grace and peace and welcome to empowered living with evangelist robin sherrod i'm so glad that you have decided to join us today because here at empowered living we add value to your life as we point you to Jesus Christ. We are here to strengthen that horizontal relationship that you have with the word of the Lord, so that in turn, it will empower the vertical relationship that you have with our Father, who is seated at the right hand of God, making intercession for you, and for me. We are going straight into the word of the Lord today, so go ahead and get your Bibles and your iPads and your tablets, and we're excited about the word that we're going to share. We're coming from out of the book of Ephesians, the book of Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians is found in the New Testament, and we're coming out of the book of Ephesians, Uh, chapter 5, and we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 7. Ephesians chapter 5, 1 through 7, and the word of the Lord reads, I'm going to be reading this out of the King James Version of the Bible. The word of the Lord reads, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also had loved us and had given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling Savior. But fornication and all uncleanliness or covetedness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. Wow. What a strong word from the Lord today. And we are going to use as a subject, the believer's walk. The believer's walk. As we look at how this letter opens, this letter to the Ephesians, but how we can take this letter and how we can apply it to our own lives today. He's giving them, Paul is now, because Paul is the the author of this particular letter. and, And Paul is saying to the followers of God. He's saying, be ye followers of God. Why did he have to even say that? He had to say it because there were other things, other places, other people that the people of God were following or attempting to follow. You see, being a follower of Christ is very different than being a follower on social media. Being a follower of Christ is very different than being the follower of a man or a woman on this side of life. When you are a follower of God, you really understand and you truly realize that you are not of your own. You understand and you realize that you have been created in the Father, in God's image. And to be a follower of him is just simply for me to give back to him what he has given unto me. To be a follower of him means that my mind is not focused in on the things that are on this earth room, but my focus is on above. He said, be ye a follower. So if he had to tell you to be ye, that means that you have an option. I have an option, you have an option as to who and what we are going to follow. As we are now in a time where people are following many things. They're following many things that are not of the Father, that are not of God. He said, I need you to follow them as dear children. Think about a child. When you are out with that child, for the most part, some children now, they have they have a means to kind of run away every now and then. But for the most part, if you are taking your child on a route, on a walk, or in a place that's not familiar to that child, and that child is not sure how to navigate wherever you're taking them, nine times out of 10, that child is going to follow you. That child is not going to veer off because that child doesn't know exactly where it's going to end up, especially if it's a place in which they understand and they know that I have to follow my parents. It's not a place where it's a lot of glamour and a lot of glitz and a lot of things that's vying for their attention at that moment. But there are some times when that child understands and knows without you even having to say a word, I got to be a follower of my parent. Because if not, I'm going to be putting myself in danger. As children of God, it says that we should be followers of God as children. That means we are to have a submissiveness to us. And not think that God should be following us, but that we are to be following him. That we are to be walking according to his precepts and to his design. He says, now, as you follow God, as you follow God, he says, this is how I want you to walk. Because see, sometimes we can follow some people, but we got our own walk. Yeah, I'm following you, but I got I got my own thing going on, right? I'm following you because I know you have the way. I know you know how to get us to the next place, but I think I'm going to walk the route the way that I want to walk it. Which means I may decide to sit down if I don't like the the pace that we're going. It could mean that I could I could just uh, stall and I could just stand there and say I'm not moving. Or it could be I can make an excuse for not continuing to move forward. You know how we do. When God tells us, I want you to follow me. I want you to go where I'm telling you to go and how we can make excuses. But the writer here, he says, I want you to walk in something. He said, I want you to walk in love as Christ also loved us. Let's stop right there. He said, I want you to walk in love. What kind of love is he speaking about? Is he speaking about the kind of love that we see on this side of life sometimes? The kind of love that I love you today, as long as you're doing what I want you to do, how I want you to do it, when I want you to do it. But when, as soon as you decide, no, I don't think I desire, I don't think I want to be a part of that love triangle anymore. Then all of a sudden you fall out of love. Is it the kind of love that only sees you as an object of affection? An object to be utilized, an object to possibly be abused, an object to be able to bring out as a trophy. And then when I get tired of you, I'm going to go ahead and put you back up on the shelf. Uh, what kind of love? Is it a love where I put my fist up in your head that I'm slapping you around, but then afterwards I tell you that I love you and I did it because you make me do it? Are we talking about that kind of love? Are we talking about a love that when you get sick, when someone is having a a, a dealing with an ailment, an ailment, a terminal illness, and you turn your back and walk away because you say, I did not sign up for this. Are we talking about that kind of love? Or are we talking about a love that digs down deep? A love that gave up his only begotten son and his son came into this world, put on flesh, put on clothes? put on humility, took his authority and left it at the right hand of the father and came down like men, came down, submitted himself to be lower than the angels so that he could walk this walk and show us how to live this life. And then so that he could conquer death, hell, and the grave so that you and I could have eternal life. That's the kind of love, the sacrificial love that Jesus that Jesus bared for us on the cross, the agape love that God has toward us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ still died for us, the kind of love that, as some people may say, that'll ride and die, the kind of love that I don't care if you got one arm and three legs, I'm still going to love you. The kind of love that says, you know what? I know we're going through some tough times right now, but we're going to stay together and we're going to walk this thing out. Why? Because I love you. The kind of love that says, you know what, you saying you love me, but you're not showing me the kind of love that my father said that he has for me. Therefore, I have to put you down. I have to I have to let you go on and live your life. I'm not saying you a bad person, but you just not the person for me. Why? Because my love is fixated on the one above. And when you can come and you can walk in that kind of love with me and for me, My love is not dependent upon the shade of makeup that I have. My love is not dependent upon whether I have muscles or biceps or triceps. My love is not dependent upon whether I have gray hair, straight hair, whether I have kinky hair, whether I have long hair, blonde hair, brunette hair, whatever that is. It is not dependent upon something that is seen, something that can be uh, uh, washed over and something that can be uh, 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 put on a shelf. No, 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 no. The kind of love that when I take off the makeup, the kind of love that when I take off my shirt, the kind of love that, that, that when I may walk with a limp because uh, of something that's happened to me or my body is changing, the kind of love that, you know what, you done buried my three children and I know you don't look the same as you did when I met you when you were 18, but I still love you. That kind of love. That's the kind of love that the word that Paul is saying, he said, walk in love as Christ also had loved us and given himself. You see, love means that we give of ourselves. We are sacrificial in our love to someone else. And that is not for that person just to take it and to keep hold of it and and to feel that, you know what, you got to bow down to me. But it is reciprocal, which means that as I give my love to you, as I pour out myself to you, then you are pouring yourself back into me. He said so that it is an offering. When you give an offering, that means that you're lifting something up. That means that you are giving out of your substance. That means that you're giving out of your convenience. Even when it's inconvenient, you're still giving because it is an offering. It is something that rightfully belongs to you. But you say, you know what? I think it would be better placed here. He said an offering and a sacrifice. How often are we willing to sacrifice for someone else? how willing are we all are we willing to, to take ourselves out for of our own throne room and sacrifice but he says sacrifice to who sacrifice to god for a sweet smelling savior do you know that when we sacrifice to god it is a sweet smelling savior i shared this before but my testimony about six years ago i was totally paralyzed and i was in a hospital. I had to be fed through a feeding tube. I was about 70 pounds, and I still have a mark that's on my neck that is a scar, that is a remembrance of the feeding tube that they had to place inside of my body in order for me to live, in order for me to thrive. But as I was in that hospital room, totally paralyzed, I went in for uh, an eight-hour surgery. It ended up being 24 hours. I came out. I had a massive hematoma. I had to be taken back in. I shared the testimony before um, and and God is having me to put it in written form, but I died on that table. I had an experience with God. He allowed me to be able to come back to tell somebody. He said, I want you to tell my people a few things. He said, first of all, I want you to tell those that have lost loved ones. If you have lost a loved one, tell them that heaven is for real. Tell them that their loved one, if their loved one has saved and and lived their life, you know, according to God, it says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And God said, that's exactly where their loved one is to be in my presence during my bosom. And it's a sweet presence. It's a sweet place. It's a place that once you experience it, you do not want to come back on this side of life. But God said, I want you to come back on this side and I want you to tell the story. So as I was uh, paralyzed, I would smell the smell of roses in the room. I would have the scent of a rose in the room. Now, the only thing I could move was my eyes and my index finger. And I would look around as much as I possibly can, but I knew that I was in the critical care. I was in ICU and there was no way there was going to have flowers in there. But I smelled the Savior. I smelt and I was able to sense Jesus and the angels in the room with me. And he showed me that I was going to walk again. Not only was I going to walk again, but I was going to talk again and I was going to preach the gospel. Now, am I the best preacher that's out there? Probably not. But I tell you what, I'm going to give God the best that I can give him because I love him and I'm a follower of him. I know the resurrection power of Jesus Christ because I have experienced it in my own life. And he is no respect of a person. As he did it for me, he will do it for you. But you must be a follower of him. Wherever you are watching this right now, whatever illness or or disease or sickness or, 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 or mental strain or whatever situation that you may find yourself in. If you could just come from out of yourself, come from out of that situation and be a believer that's walking according to the word of the Lord and say, God, for I live and God, for that I die. And Lord God, here I am. Here I am, Jesus. I have no strength. I had no power. I couldn't even function. I had to have someone to tend to me 24-7. But God was right there in the room. He said, my, my love, my unfailing love is going to cover you. My unfailing love is going to be there for you. And he's saying the same thing with, to you. His unfailing love is there, even if they say it's stage four. His unfailing love is there, even though they, you got about 30 days left before you're going to get evicted. His unfailing love is there, even though you raised that child up the way that he should she or he or she should go, and they turned out to do something opposite, something contrary to what you raised them to do, raised them to be. He said, My unfailing love is still right there. Are you going to take, are you going to walk according to what i sacrificed? He said, but there's some things you're going to have to take off. There's some things. Now, see, he's saying that on the left side of this, okay, I got these things that I want you to know. I want you to be a follower of me as dear children. I want you to walk in love because I have made this offering. I have made this sacrifice and I have become a sweet fragrance to you. He said, but there's some things that I, I I just, I, I just can't get with. Have you ever been there? Some people that you may hang around with, but you was like, you know what? I just can't get with that. Now, there's some things that we can do, you know, we, we, you know, you my bud, right? And we can do some things we can hang together, right? But there are just some things that I'm just not going to do. Why? Because I I just can't, it's not in me to do. It's not a part of my DNA. It's not a part of my makeup. And so this is what Jesus is saying. This is what Paul is saying. He's saying, look, there's just some things that's just not a part of the father's makeup. There's some things that he just not going to get with. And then he gives us a list of those things. If you go down to verse number three, he said, but fornication and all uncleanliness or covetedness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saint. Woo, that's a mouthful right there. Because you see, we live in a world right now where, hey, if you want to do it, go ahead and do it and deal with the consequences later. That's what we're dealing with right now. But the word of God is the standard. That's why he said, be followers of God. Because as you are followers of God and followers of the word, you're going to see that God is not going to deal with some stuff that's over here on the right side. He said, and you come on over here where you belong and be with me. But if you cross over there, if you go into the butt field, but fornication, okay, but uncleanliness, but covetedness okay if you want to just you know do your own thing and not wait for the one that I have for you I know there's some brothers and sisters out there that you desire to be married you desire to have a mate you desire someone that's going to love you for who you are yeah you may be out there you're young you may be doing your thing but you know what you were raised right You were raised to a point where you understood and that you know, that you know what, this right here, you know, this what I'm doing right here right now is not God's best for me. And I need to cut it off because I need to be a follower of God. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto thee. God said, if you give up that, I can give you this. But if you keep holding on to that, you keep holding on to what you think is good for you, how can you ever embrace the good that I have this right set before you? How can you embrace this wonderful that I have this situated right here that's within your grasp because you want to keep holding on to what's the familiar? You want to keep holding on to what's the common. You want to keep holding on to to at least a, a piece of something. I'd rather have a piece of a man or a piece of a woman than a, than a whole man or a whole woman. The devil is a liar. God created you for wholeness. He created you for you to be in a whole relationship. Not a half, not a three quarters, not a one fourth, but a whole relationship. Why? Because he's given his whole self to you. He said, be followers of God. Allow Christ to dwell on the inside of you. Give up that thing. That's not meaning you any good. You put all your energy, all your effort into this relationship, and to this situation, and to the circumstances. And what are you getting out of it? Be able, walk with God. The believers walk, walk with God. If you're a believer, come from out among them. No need for you to be lukewarm anymore. No need for you to have one foot in and one foot out. Why don't you try God? You don't try everything else. Why don't you try God and let God bring the person, bring the situation, bring the right circumstance into your life. You know, God can have you to have a divine connection in one moment but will you trust him enough? He said, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of things. So what he's saying here, he said, look, I need you to have a clean body. I need your temple to be a temple where my Holy Spirit can rest, rule, and abide. And then I need you to make sure that your speech is in line with what's going on in your temple. Sometimes we can say you know what holy 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 and we can put a dress on that's down to our ankles and and we can go without wearing makeup or or we can you know uh quote the bible from genesis to revelations but our mouth come on now when well, our mouth when no one is watching when we think no one is watching or when no one is looking our mouth is full of garbage our mouth is full of things that we should not he said foolish talking Gossiping, that's foolish talking. Backbiting, that's foolish talking. Two-facedness, that's foolish talking. Jesting, things that are not even worth a conversation. They're not convenient. They may seem to be convenient, but they're not convenient. You have to dismantle the drama in your life. You have to draw the line between the peace and the drama and say, no more. You are not crossing over into this area of my life anymore. Drama is not your dwelling place. It's not your dwelling place. It's not where God wants you to be. For he said this, you know, that those that run the streets that horror whoremongers, those that are the unclean, those that are the covetous, those have other idols in their heart. What about the other idols? I mean, this is a deep piece of text right here. This is a deep portion of scripture that is going to make you mad before it make you free. Especially if you already in the pages of the scripture. It's going to make you mad before it make you free. But you have been designed by God to be delivered and to be set free and to live the life that God has called you to live. He doesn't want you living in that world of sin. He doesn't want you living in the land of the pig uh, pen any longer. He wants you to come out of that. Yes, sometimes it may seem like it's comfortable, but for most of the time it's not. Because he has something greater for you. Greater awaits, but you have to realize that you have the greater one on the inside of you and you have to want to do better. Yes, does that mean, you know what? Well, you don't know where I live. It's not like I can just get up and move to another town or to another area. Uh Uh-uh. God can do that. But what if God is telling you, I can give and empower you right where you are if you only give yourself to me? I can show you a new you. I can show people a new you if only you would give me a new you. What are you willing to do for the God? What are you willing to do for God? Let no man deceive you with vain words. Oh, you know, people got smooth talk these days. For because of these things, cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Do you know that when you are not obedient to God, you are in disobedience? When you are not in obedience to God, you are in disobedience. He said, Do not be partakers. Again, this is a choice. You have a choice as to whether or not you want to partake of certain things. There are things and places right now you can say, no, you know what? You guys go ahead and go. I'm not going to go to that. And sure enough, there are times when God tells you not to go. He tells you not to do it. Why? Because he's protecting you and he is keeping you. It's time now for the believers to walk the walk. We don't know. When is going to be our last time on this side of life? We don't know the next moment that we're going to have. But you have an opportunity right now, not only to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, but to live for him, to give of yourself unto him, to give him your all in all, to give him your everything. Lord Jesus, for however long you've been living, I've tried to do this myself. But God, right now, I need you. Father, right now, there's some things that are stepped into my life that's trying to kill me, that's trying to take me out, that has tried to separate me from you. But I know, God, if I become a follower of God, if I renounce the sin, if I renounce the bitterness, if I renounce, God, the unforgiveness, if I renounce, Father God, my lack of love and understanding that I don't know how to love, but I bring myself to you so you can teach me how to love. When I bring this before you and I lay it at your feet, God, I know, Jesus, you're not going to leave me out there alone. God, I thank you for what you're going to do. I thank you for what you have done. And we give you praise and we give you glory and honor in Jesus' name and everyone that's listening say amen and amen. You have a decision to make. Walk in the ways of God. Walk as a true believer of God in his word. Try his word. Know his word is true. And as you do that, he will reveal himself unto you. God bless you. We thank you for being a part of the broadcast and we look forward to seeing you again.